be live in five, four, three, and we're live. Welcome back to another episode of the Cresley Pod, where Chris and Leslie are here to tell you about stuff. And boy, do we have a great episode in store for you today. Uh, Who's going to be the judge of that? What do you mean? (laughs) Who's going to be the judge of that? I mean, we'll have, you know, maybe there'll be mixed, a mixed bag of reviews, but I'm anticipating five stars, and because everything we put our name on, everything we do is awesome in our eyes, and that's, uh, to me, that's all that matters. All right. All right, because we're, we're giving it our all of being ourselves. So the audience, they aren't the judges? I mean, I feel like this is food for thought, you know? Like it's it's not I don't even think it's a a thing to judge on our delivery or you know our conversations. Like maybe they don't like our voice. Like that's a that's a terrible judge. I don't even like my voice. I don't like my voice either, but I own it. There I'm make, I'm making it better with auto tune. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a filter on a picture. Yeah. Exactly. We don't need... I'll show you how to do it. We could find the perfect pitch for you. No. All right, then. I think you're already a perfect pitch. Just because I don't... You're a perfect catch. Just because I don't like my voice doesn't mean I want to change it. I'm accepting it. All right. As you said. Since you're so accepting, Mm -hmm. you might have to get a little closer to the mic. Why? Nah, I think it's fine. Um, But yeah, back to the show. We got a great two hours in store for you. Don't think it's going to take two hours. <laughs> she just saw Leslie's face. Um, but Leslie, before we dive in, how are, how are you feeling, though? Because it's been a whole Monday. You know, I've been getting asked this question a lot lately. Everywhere I go, I'm, I'm checking into the gym. And someone, how do you do it in a day? You know, or checking out at the grocery store. People ask the same question. What if you don't have an answer? Yeah, sometimes s- sometimes I don't even know how I'm feeling. Yeah. I'm going to start opening with a different uh, how are you feeling or how are you. It's going to be like, um, hey, what's that shirt you wear? <laughs> <laughs> we, should, we should do that because, all right, hey, so, so Leslie's the one who taught me this. When, one time we went to the Museum of Science and Industry and... We go in there, we don't really know what to do, and the first thing she does, she just looks at me and says, let's interact. And we just go and we find the first dude that had like a Museum of Science and Industry shirt on, and we just started asking him a bunch of questions, and we just started having a blast just by asking him a bunch of questions. So it's like the world is there for you to interact with it when you choose to. Mm -hmm. And you know, for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction something like that it's like newton's law so you know maybe that just goes for meeting people and interacting in the world like when you push on the in the world bubble what happens so we should start interacting like that just with some odd ones because you're right i'm sick of the how are you how are you feeling <laughs> i don't i don't know i don't know yet <laughs> 7 p.m. and I don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a life thing. That's funny. It's 7 p.m. and I don't know how I'm feeling yet. Is that a problem? <laughs> Let's go to bed. This day's over. I'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Thinking about it, my response to that question would be ready for tomorrow. 
She's like, I'm ready for tomorrow. I feel like, feel like we have a lot to do. Yeah. And, you know, it's like we go to sleep, and although sleep is very important, sometimes, don't you think, like, God, if I don't sleep, I could get a lot more done. Mm-hmm. Well, the important thing is that Gorilla's album quote that we've been saying is, tomorrow comes today. Mm-hmm. So with that said, let's jump. I wanted to touch on some quick tips on sleeping because you just mentioned sleep. Real quick, though. Who said, I'll sleep when I die? Who said that? This guy in a gas station in Lafayette, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> to me, when it was like 4 a.m. and I'm driving through town. <laughs> it's terrible. He scared me. He was pale white, beady, yellow eyes. And uh, I, I trusted him. I didn't sleep for like six years straight. I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> no, but some quick hitters for sleeping, though. All right? Number one, make the room colder. Anywhere from 65 to 69 degrees. I know it sounds a little chilly, but you're... Your deep sleep will be increased. Number two, you can take a hot shower before bed. It helps you relax. Number three, no clocks in the bedroom, which I thought, like, we don't have a clock in the bedroom. I think it's great. Apparently, there's, like, something, some sort of, like, uh, syndrome or condition that happens if you have, like, a a clock or, like, paranoia if there's, like, a clock Mm -hmm. in the room. Um... Don't, don't drink coffee late at night. That's obvious. Uh, it's a good idea to exercise and nap a little bit earlier in the day. We talked about naps before. Um, reduce your amount of light exposure at night. And, uh, and then there's this other thing. So say you're struggling with sleeping. If you're familiar with meditating, there's one that's called a body scan. So if you do a body scan while you're laying in bed... And that's just systematically relaxing each part of your body from your head, relax your neck, your chest, your knees, all the way down to your big toes. Do you do that? Yeah, I do. I do the, I do the body scan and then I like to just recall my day and see where, what I want to do tomorrow. Is this all a part of your meditation? Um, so that's after the meditation. So I'll do the meditation just to relax my body. And it helps like prep you and your mind for sleep. Maybe one of our next topics can be meditation because although we hear the word often, you know, we don't always know exactly what it is. And then there are different types and forms of meditation too. Not everybody does it differently. So there's not one right or wrong way to do it. So... I love that you just brought that up, though, on the different types of meditation, because the one I did today was the six-phase meditation by Vishen Lakhiani or whatever. And what that emphasizes is it, it literally uses six different types of meditation just jam-packed into a 20-minute session. And it starts with a body scan, breathing, whatever. So maybe that's one that uh, I'll link but we can definitely talk deeper into those like different types of meditation because they all have, serve a different purpose. I have a lot to say about meditation too. I, I do too. 
We're going to go. I mean, this is not meditation. Podcasting. Podcast. We didn't prepare for it, but I know we're ready for it. There you go. You must have got good sleep last night. Eight hours? I slept good. Yeah. It was solid. Because you're ready for it. Ready. When you get good sleep, you're just ready for whatever the world throws at you. Yeah, just I still don't know how I feel though at seven p.m. at night. <laughs> sleep challenge. Sleep challenge. So to the sleep challenge, this is something that absolutely blew my mind. If you guys are Seinfeld fans and you saw when Kramer he needed to wake somebody up in the morning and they're like, "Tell me what time it is." He's like, five o'clock." All right, it's in my head. And then so Kramer has this internal clock that he trusts more than his alarm clock. Sounds terrible. But it's actually something that I do and that I've done a couple times where just like just as tests on a weird time, right? I did it I did it one time at like 4:50 a.m. and I would visualize 4:50 a.m., think it 4:50 a.m., see it on my clock on my phone and on the on the stove and just go to sleep. So you would, oh, you would do that before bed. I would visualize it before bed and really have the intention of the time I wanted to wake up. So that can also be seen like a form of meditation. And then speaking things into existence. That's why that is a freaking phrase. Speaking it in, yeah, hey. Because you're manifesting that, it in your head. That's another way to think about it for sure too. Manifesting waking up at the right time. But the crazy thing is... I woke up at 4.50 on the dot. I did that. I've done it like a hundred times. And it's just a real thing. So for listeners out there, really try it. Visualize what time you want to wake up. Just do it a few minutes before your traditional alarm. Really mean it. Just like everything you do, you got to really mean it. You guys would really like this one. I'm familiar with that and what you experienced, Chris. Mm -hmm. um, one day before work... I intently visualized getting off of work at lunchtime. Mm -hmm. I was thinking noon, but I'm like, this is not going to happen. I was scheduled until four that day. Yeah. Well, I go to lunch, come back, and they're like, so the doctor had to deliver a baby, so <laughs> you don't have to be here anymore. Oh, just some miracle happened. Uh, <laughs> the miracle of a baby being born. And just because of that, you're able to, to leave work. Out. Dude, God loves you. <laughs> God loves everyone. He does. But my point is, though, I was seriously not wanting to go to work that day. Yeah. So. And then you look in the mirror like, God, I need a miracle. He's like, I got you. Here's a baby. <laughs> You are not the father. <laughs> that kid could be that kid could be the next president. All because you wanted to not go to work. Very silly. That's awesome. Try the challenge. One other thing I wanted to touch again on the, the sprint journey. So if you do want to build muscle with these sprints, they have to be ten to twelve seconds at a time. I run like a four three to four five forty. So I need about 100 yards to actually get that full 10, 10 to 12 seconds. So what happens to the people who want to cut up but don't want to sprint? Like, What do those people do? Brisk walks. Okay. And do it for 25, 30 minutes 
Walking recruits more muscles, so you actually burn fat a lot easier through walking than you would running. Just a fun fact for those fat-adaptive people. Well, I'm glad that you enjoy it. I, on the other hand, couldn't imagine it, but I hope Mm -hmm. to be where you are sooner than later because I do need to get better at my cardiovascular activity. You can climb for days. I love climbing. You could rock climb for days. That could be cardio, but honestly, I think you'd love sprinting because once you have a routine on how to run as fast as you possibly can, mm-hmm. it's like just feels like just get something out of you. I hate sprinting against you, though. It's not a competition against me. It's against yourself. Well, it's not, and you're right, but when you and I sprint side by side, it's definitely been to race. You yeah. always lose. Well, I run that four three to four five forty average. Like you're, I mean, you're you're right around a four six four seven. You might as well be a snail. Whatever. In comparison to me, I think it's just because you're taller, so your legs are longer, so you've got more distance. Taller and also form, very well, solid form. Maybe that's not true because shout out to Butter. He's not as tall as you, but he definitely beat you. In Butter, he beat me by like four inches, Still. and he's and he has six years on me. He's in his testosterone prime right now. Still beat you. Barely. Anyhow. Barely. Anyways, neither here nor there. All right. Um, did you have anything healthy related? Did you? Uh, just for jump squats. So like if maxing out your muscular tension through jump squats. Just try this. 30 seconds straight, jump squats, high as you can. 30 second rest. And then 30 seconds straight. Do it three times. I'm sure it's not that bad. It it I feels mean, like I ran a marathon after each of those, like your muscles. Yeah, I'm sorry. I should clarify. So, like, when I do cardio, mm-hmm. if I'm jogging on a treadmill, let's say, if I do the 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, it doesn't seem that bad. Yeah. So that's what I meant. Yeah. Okay, listen. So there isn't enough oxygen available to complete the process, so a substance called lactate is made. So your body can convert lactate to energy without using oxygen, Mm -hmm. but the acid builds up in your bloodstream faster than you can burn it off. Nice. So yeah, that gets you that feeling in a minute and a half. And then you're done. Jump squats. Then that does leave me with one more very important thing I wanted to touch on in health. What's up? All right. You should have a goal to eat one carrot a day. Or maybe like three to four baby carrots a couple times a day. And just make sure you don't cook them or because then they'll lose their fiber content. That's like a process called denaturing, right? They say don't cook your vegetables on high heat because otherwise you'll denature them, meaning Mm -hmm. kill off all of the vitamins. Right. So you're saying don't cook them because it'll remove the, what's the stuff that makes you poop again? Fiber. So it'll remove the fiber. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But does that mean that it'll remove all the other beneficial vitamins? uh, I don't think so necessarily. It's got to be killing off all the other nutrients. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, maybe the heat temperature is different. Like, because I know if you cook at a high heat, you denature yeah. the vegetables. But maybe if you're cooking at a medium heat. Mm-hmm. And it's just a carrot a day. That's why I've been eating carrots. They're good. They are good. With lime and salt. I do prefer them fresh over cooked. But the carrots have a stimulating effect on the intestines because it helps to shuttle out excess hormones like estrogen and cortisol that get produced in the thrown away in bile that's produced by the liver and it helps shuttle those out of the body that way you don't have them be reabsorbed so eat carrots eat carrots third time's the charm that's it third time's the charm (laughs) eat carrots (laughs) uh i'm never doing that again during the pod well, I would like to talk about something. Yeah, there you let's let's go. Let's hear it. I need a break. <laughs> something that everybody loves to do in different countries, thus different cultures. We all like to do it. Can you guess what that is? Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes and no. Eat Oreos? No. Alcohol and drinking it. Oh, yeah. Not rubbing alcohol. I'm not there yet. So my understanding is that at least of this study Mm -hmm. is that they're being put in the same category, but yet they don't reap the same effects on the body necessarily as beer and hard liquor would in comparison to wine. We talked about active ingredients, right? And then Mm -hmm. the differences between those three, but a study showed that there was a reduction in your blood clotting among people who drank a lot of grape juice. Really? Yeah. Is wine considered grape juice then? Well, no, but it's made from grapes. It is. So the study basically just gave, you know, the good health benefits of wine Mm -hmm. that you don't necessarily get from beer and hard liquor. And in fact, the effects of beer and hard liquor are a lot worse than wine. Even like if someone is excessively drinking wine but just so everybody knows we're talking about moderate consumption of wine yeah okay so the grape juice decreases adhesiveness of blood clots because when something's adhesive it sticks to Mm -hmm. right so if we're thinking blood clots they're blood platelets so like What it looks like is just a bunch of red coins. It's just supposed to be blood platelet. That's what it looks like in books. Yeah. So it's just, imagine a bunch of those platelets attaching to each other. Right. Like a magnet. So then that's a blood clot. Mm Mm-hmm. A blood clot is a blockage. Yeah. So um, grape juice, for example, if you drink a lot of it, 
studies have proven to reduce that adhesiveness of blood clotting. So then it doesn't clot blood. So then Adhe- drink grapefruit juice is good. Yeah. It would be good for you. For blood clots. Yes. I know a guy that had to have emergency surgery. He flew to uh, Australia 14 hours straight, didn't sit up, and Ugh. he had to be emergency moved to like a the hospital to have emergency surgery on his butt to remove that. That's a real spot. Yeah. His why name was Mike. His, why on his... I, because he was sitting. It was like on his butt, like wherever the clot was, it was like hamstring, butt, whatever. And he, huh. He just Are you rem- sure it was the butt? Yeah, he told me it was belly down. Other Maybe funny it was story. in his leg, like the back of his leg. Hamstring. Yeah, probably hamstring. But other... Before you do that... What I do know about blood clots is that if it starts in your leg, mm-hmm. it can end up in your lung. It can travel. Ugh. And people can die. Yeah, so why would the blood clot be bad in your lungs? Because it blocks it's, it's airways. Not. So think about a clock. You know how it, the hand just keeps going around and around every day? Mm-hmm. That's what blood is doing in your body. It's right. circulating. So it also has to go through the lungs because we mentioned it's coming into your body unoxygenated so mm-hmm. then your lungs turn it into oxygenated blood to give to the rest of your total body and like just like that over and over the clock or the clock work of your blood happens as that so a blood clot is bad because it'll prevent that fluid from going through to create the all-around hand motion does that make sense yeah of the clock, the all-around hand mm-hmm. motion of the clock. So if a clock, if a clock is in the clock, it can't pump no more. the The only thing I was gonna say it was about that guy Mike, who had that clot. He um. had two movie cameos. First one, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He was a kid running when the school was let out at the beginning of the movie, and. He was, too, in the prison scene in Super Mario Brothers live-action film that was great with John John Leguizamo. Just some fun facts about Mike, who had the blood clot from sitting too long in his Australian flight. How old was Mike? Uh, 50s. Oh, okay. Now we can go back to talking about alcohol. Depending on how much alcohol he drank, Mm -hmm. this is hypothetically speaking and in theory... Depending on how much alcohol he drank, let's say it's not moderate wine. Okay. That will severely increase your risk of falling into premature heart disease. And then what happens? Well, heart disease. Just think of any disease, what does it do? It kills you. Sucks the life out of you. So it's sucking its heart disease. So it's slowly but surely sucking the life out of your heart. Don't we all die from heart disease? No. Some people die from broken hearts. Remember Dreaming with a Broken Heart? That song by John Mayer? (laughs) It's good. Hey, but... So the facts about wine, though. Mm -hmm. And we are going to a winery tomorrow with our family. But heart disease deaths decreased 
with increased consumption of wine. Really? In Europe. So we need to get, let's, let's get on the train. We got a couple wineries right around the corner. We can mm-hmm. be drinking a glass a day with our carrots. That still sounds a little excessive. Glass a day? Yeah. Two glasses a day sounds perfect. It's white or red wine. Perfect. So white or red wine with baby or adult carrots. Yeah. But guess what? A day. Remember those blood clots we were talking about? Yeah. Apparently in these studies, the wines produced more activity of the natural blood clot fighting compounds in your blood. All right. (laughs) I would have never guessed any of that stuff on whining. Drinking wine helped. I know a couple winos in my life and they're just over here clot free. I know a couple winos in your life too. Make a pivot into wealth. You know, we're talking about maxing out the 401k and allocating funds. So we have a new goal, and that is to get into the 12% tax bracket. What's the 12% tax bracket? You have this taxable income each year that's based off of the tax bracket that you fall in. If you're married, if you're married and you have, and you make under $81,000, you'll get taxed at a 12% tax rate. Anything over $81,000, you'll get taxed at a 24% tax rate, like 22 or 24%. Just with that difference, if you can get under that margin, you'll save 12% on tax. We're already maxing out our 401k at 19,500, maxing out our HSA, which is also pre-tax at $7,200. What do you mean by pre-tax? So you, you have your paycheck, right? You get paid, call it $1,000, right? Your 401k contribution gets taken out of that $1,000 before it gets taxed. Same thing with the HSA. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways... We have that tax bracket goal to get down to that 12% tax bracket. And it's very doable. We're going to be explaining our journey as we go down because once we max out, we're doing a quick max out of the 401k and HSA. And then we're going to be diving into business write-offs and how we can use those and leverage those to get us down the extra fluff that we need i love that you're willing and wanting to share all that information because it's really going to be beneficial like i'm even learning yeah absolutely so it's like i mean it will work to distill it down because we're learning as we're going but yeah it's uh it's definitely seems to be the smart way to go with your money having it work for you i think that's great all right so What am I? A dude. No. 90% of the population knows me, not about me. I kill 500,000 people globally each year, and half are under 51 years old. I already know. (laughs) I love tobacco smoke and high blood pressure. 
When I arrive, you'll first hear a bang. Then I'll kiss you with a headache right behind your eyes. Hmm. All right, all right. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Then I'll make you weak in the knees. Oh, come on. I already know. Double your vision and maybe give you a seizure to fulfill my vision. Oh, boy. Or mission. Either what way. What am I? Both fit. Um, The mafia. No. <laughs> Not even close. Are you kidding me? Why you do you think mafia? You people 51 years of age and oh. younger. You like cigars. They eat a lot of pasta, people, high blood pressure. People know you, but they don't know about you. Oh, man, you're right. It does sound like the Sopranos. When you come, you're hearing a pop, pop, pop. Bang. A big bang. No. Close, though. So it does close. sound exactly like the Mafia. It does. Like, now I'm kind of just wishing I did the Mafia instead of a brain aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, all right. So it was a brain aneurysm. Yep. What do you know about brain aneurysms? Um, so a fun fact is what I didn't know but just learned is they don't only happen in your brain. Hmm. You could have aneurysms anywhere. When you're using the bathroom? No, that's a hemorrhoid. Hernia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, um, you know, so... 30 to 50% of the people of people who have an aneurysm and have, have one that rupture die. Mm-hmm. So uh, what, what happens is turns into a bulge, like mm-hmm. a water balloon, and then ruptures. Yeah. The artery wall. Yeah, so like arteries look like... Uh, blood vessels. Well, arteries are blood vessels, right? Uh-huh. So they look like... Uh, almost like if you can imagine like a fork in the road, or you're driving your car, there's a fork in the road. As all of the blood is traveling through this fork, at that fork in the road, the wall weakens. And then when that wall weakens, that's when a bulge can start to form and the blood will start to flow into that bulge. Mm -hmm. And then so that bulge will rupture, causing blood to leak out into the brain, causing all sorts of chaos. So it's bursting. Mm-hmm. So the interesting thing about that burst is that it's loud. Like people actually report hearing a bang. And, you know, a, sure, a lot of people die, but there are things doctors can do. So make sure you call 911 immediately. And it can be caused by, again, mention the smoking, the hypertension, the blood pressure, which makes sense because of that fork in the road. So as your, your blood pressure is going up when you yell at people or... You know, kick your dog, that kind of stuff. We don't kick our dogs. And, uh, yeah, all, all that really came out of me just doing research on the 1995 Mortal Kombat. And apparently that Jax died of a brain aneurysm. Who would have thought? Hmm. So don't they say that people can have aneurysms and not even know about it? Yep. And then they also said that people have aneurysms and never know about it, never find out about it. Hmm. Well, they can live with them sometimes. Some of the data suggested that six to nine percent of the population has an aneurysm. Hmm. That's scary. It it's like a silent killer. So what they and who's they? Who are we talking about, by the way? Uh, this was actually coming out of an article uh, at prevention.com. This uh, this 
guy started a foundation after his wife that was complaining of headaches over the last couple weeks uh, had a brain aneurysm and died. So she, he started a foundation and is really working to bring about the awareness of brain aneurysms. Oh, I found it. It's the TLCF, which is the Lisa Colagrassi Foundation. Nice. So I think it's great that he wrote to inform mm-hmm. an audience about, you know, like you said, something that people hear of, but they don't exactly know about. We had to do a little bit of research. Yeah. Uh, I Honestly, I'm more terrified of them than the Joker. <laughs> so it says that these aneurysms burst, though, mm-hmm. from like strenuous activity, for example. High blood pressure. Yeah, because your blood pressure rises. Can it happen during a, a strong number two? Yeah, a workout. I had I had three more things. Short things. Real quick and short. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Three things. What time so, is it? So, 10.03. No, So, time. I almost got matrixed. And by me getting matrixed, I'm talking about something similar to the Nelson Mandela effect or the Berenstein Bears effect that happened where... You know, people thought Nelson Mandela was dead for a long time, and it turns out he just got out of jail, that kind of thing. Or, and people think it might be the media doing something to us. Or the Bernstein Bears, they're spelled differently. Anyways. Since when are the Bernstein Bears spelled differently? It, it's, a, it's like a similar to the Nelson Mandela effect. Just look it up. All right. So I thought that that same thing happened to me with when the Matrix Wachowski brothers were called the Wachowski sisters. And I was like, sisters? Who the heck? What? What's going on? Yeah, it turns out in 2012, they got sex. They went all the way the other way. So they mastered being men and making the Matrix. Now they're mastering being women. And maybe that's they're just trying to get a full 360 look on the world so they can make a better Matrix 4 that's going to be coming out. Maybe that's it. I wanted to touch quickly on the Kasori air fryer that we got. Thank you, Connie. First thing we did was the fried Oreos. They're great. They're fantastic. But I'm using that thing for every every which way in the kitchen. I can't get enough of the air fryer. And I recommend it. Do you have any words on the air fryer? I definitely recommend it to your cooking husbands. <laughs> Made a great Philly cheesesteak. Um, and then one last thing. This is something that Leslie and I both love to live by. And it is, if you have something nice to say, say it. You know, you just walk by and you see someone with a nice shirt, tell them that they had a nice shirt. If you you like their glasses, say you like their glasses. And, And mean it. Like everyone likes meaningful compliments and that just, You'll always just be a nice, meaningful, complimenty person if you just say the night the first nice thing that comes to your head. Like if you have something nice to say, say it. 